You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today, I've got a really special guest. Her name is Susan Bennett, and you've probably heard her on your iPhone. She's the voice of Siri. But also, in addition to that, she's also a voice actress. So this interview was more centered around that aspect because I didn't really know about it, but after doing some research, there's actually a lot of people that are doing voice work in the world. So we mainly talked about what it's like being a voice actress, what it's like working in voice, and we also talked about how being Siri changed her life and how she handled being Siri. Something I never really thought about was having to deal with your voice in millions of different phones worldwide. You know, you have to come to grips with that and just say, wow, that's me and I'm in those phones. Something I never really thought about, but after talking to her, you know, it really opened my eyes to that. Other than that, I just want to say thanks for listening. I've got a lot of support recently, and it was so fun to be able to talk with Susan. She's such an amazing person to talk to. Definitely has a, a normal job per se, but a really unique experience with that job. And I kind of mixed the two together for this one. So other than that, I just want to say thanks for listening and enjoy it. Thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. You know, I always wanted to get somebody that did like voice work because I was really interested in that. You know, you always hear it on the radio and you always hear these jingles and stuff like that, but you don't know where it comes from and the people that you know say it in the first place so why not reach out to one of the biggest people and you actually (laughs) and you said yes so i just want to say thank you for doing that sure you're welcome and um, so i guess i'll uh, introduce myself a little bit so i'm a high schooler and i started doing this podcast to learn about different jobs educate other teenagers about different jobs and I've interviewed a lot of great people, and I'm so excited to interview you right now. So just again, oh, yeah, thank you for doing I think that. that's a great idea. That's really a great idea. Yeah, uh, I've gotten like a lot of support uh, recently, so you know I'm really grateful for it, and I want to keep continuing sure. it. So this is the first question I ask everybody. What is your job title? My job title is voice actor, singer, and speaker. And what is the job description? Like, what do you do? Well, I do several different things. I'm also a, a singer. Uh, I sing in a diff- in a band with my husband. Mm. And with voiceover work, I do, um, you know, really anything that comes up. <laughs> mm. uh, mostly, it seems at this particular point in my in my life and my career, I'm doing a lot of. Uh, you know, narrations and messaging and the occasional commercial, that sort of thing. And uh, my biggest emphasis, I guess, right now is doing speaker events in which I talk about Siri and how the recordings were done and the voiceover business itself and then how becoming or actually being, quote, Siri uh, affected my life. So did you always know that you wanted to be working with your voice from an early age? No, I really didn't, because um, I thought that I would probably be doing some sort of music, because I was able to play the piano at the age of four just by ear. Mm. Wow. And I took uh, many years of of piano lessons. But at the time, 
I didn't really think that you could make a living as a musician, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really thinking about that. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I thought I might be a teacher, but I wasn't. I wasn't really sure. And uh, I got married fairly young. I married right out of college, mm-hmm. and so I actually uh, didn't have to rush right into a job. I had the good fortune to be able to just kind of find my way and figure out what I wanted to do. So I want to thank my first husband very much for that. <laughs> so how did you find out about the job with like using your voice and voice acting? The voice acting thing came about as an accident. Mm. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, they used to do a lot of uh, what are called jingles, which are, mm. of course, songs composed uh, specifically for commercials. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s and 80s, you could actually have a career being a jingle singer. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I used to sing, you know, a lot of things uh, as lead, but I also sang in groups with other people. And one day we had sung in a group for a particular product, and the voice actor did not show up to read the copy of the spot or, you know, the spoken part of the spot. And uh, so the studio owner at the time said, Susan, you don't have an accent. (laughs) Come over here and read this spot. And so I was able to do it pretty easily. It came very naturally to me. And so I thought, uh, oh, ding, 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 there's something else I can do. Because, you know, as all of the jobs that I have come under the category of freelancer, you know, uh, there weren't very many jobs that I've had throughout my life that were actually recurring things. And so we freelancers always have to audition Mm -hmm. for all of the work that we get. And so I got a a voice coach and uh, studied with a voice coach for a while and got a talent agent. And I've been doing voiceovers ever since. And uh, I was just wondering, what did you like study in college? And did that have like any impact on your career? Well, what I studied in college is is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I was I was a Latin major. Oh, interesting. Studied Latin. I read Latin at Brown University. Wow. <laughs> of course. Now, one of the interesting things is that you know a lot of the the uh, language, some of the words, the English English words do come from Latin or Latin mm-hmm. roots anyway. So that, I guess in some way that helped me mm-hmm. with uh, at least English vocabulary. I can't say that it was it had a big effect on on my career. <laughs> Uh, I think it helps a lot because, like, it helps you with, like, pronunciation and stuff like that, right? Yeah, pronunciation, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yep, you got, got you there. there. Got okay, you. that was good. That was good. Okay. Um, so you've probably said this story a million times already, but can you just talk a little bit about how the making of Siri worked and how that has impacted your life? Yes, I can tell you about that. Now, I don't know how my voice was selected. That remains a mystery because Apple really doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Apple did not really want their uh, Siri voices uh, to be identified. They wanted the Siri voices to be anonymous. And I say Siri voices because mine was the first English voice worldwide, but then there were also other series you know, in different countries. Mm-hmm. Some of them were actually male as well. Not mm-hmm. all series were females. And, um, of course, speaking in different languages. Mm-hmm. But my experience started with doing recordings in 2005. Uh, I noticed 
um, I had done some, a lot of narrations and messaging and that sort of stuff, and mm-hmm. I thought I was doing more sort of generic voicing for phone systems. And I have spoken to other uh, original uh, Siri voices, and we all had the same experience. We thought we were just doing some sort of, you know, uh, voices for phone systems. Mm. Now, this this involved four hours a day, five days a week for an entire month, uh, reading scripts that were created just for sound. Mm. They were trying to get all of the sound combinations in the language. After the recordings were done, computers and, of course, technicians mm-hmm. went into the recordings and extracted sounds, reformed them into new phrases and sentences, and these are what ended up on our devices as series answers to our questions. So this process has a name. It's called concatenation, which means just linking things together, mm-hmm. which is what they did with the sounds. And so for the concatenation process, we had to read uh, some very strange, nonsensical phrases and sentences mm. because they were just going for sound and not at all for meaning or content. So we had phrases such as, militia oi hallucinate bakra okra ooze. Fossa ask fossa ask fussy. Huh. Say the shrouding again, say the shrading again, say the shrouding again, say the shrouding again, say the shredding again, say the shredding again. So it was extremely, extremely tedious oh. and uh, certainly what you'd say, not very creative work. Uh-huh. It was very, very tedious work. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's, uh, that's what happened. We did all those types of recordings, and some of, some of what we recorded ended up being on GPS systems mm-hmm. as well as becoming, you know, Siri or, or other digital mm-hmm. voices. So it was kind of a, uh, the beginning of, uh, you know, heading towards artificial intelligence. In fact, Siri was pretty much the first... Uh, public manifestation of AI. She was certainly the first concatenated voice that sounded human. Other concatenated mm-hmm. voices that we used to hear sounded like this, mm-hmm. hello, mm-hmm. how are you? And so Siri was the first human-sounding one, and you could interact with her. She would answer your questions. So she was pretty iconic because of those two main things. And can you talk a little bit about uh, how that has changed your life or impacted your life? Yes, um, Siri appeared um, six years after I did the initial recordings um, in October of 2011. And when she first appeared on October 4th, a fellow voice actor emailed me and said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone app. Isn't this you? And I went, what? Mm -hmm. So I went on the Apple site and listened, and I went, wow, wow. Uh, wow, <laughs> I had very ambivalent feelings. On one hand, I thought, geez, I'm basically the new voice of Apple. But on the other hand, I'm going, yeah, but I never, ever worked for Apple. I never got uh-huh. a check from Apple. And who is this Siri person? Uh-huh. And so uh, it took me nearly two years to reveal myself because of two basic reasons. One, I'm kind of an in- introvert. Mm. And the fact that this this uh, Siri character was on millions and millions of devices mm-hmm. was a little daunting to me. And then secondly, I was very concerned that if people learned that I was the voice of Siri, that I would be totally typecast and uh-huh. that I wouldn't be able to do a lot of other voiceover uh-huh. work because the voiceover business covers a lot of different things. You've got radio and TV commercials, mm-hmm. uh, promos, movie trailers, animation, gaming, mm-hmm. narrations. So 
it's a big field. And, uh, you know, you really just don't want to get stuck doing one thing. And so those were my two basic concerns. So it took me a while to reveal myself. Mm, And I can see that because I guess people don't want their ads to have, like, somebody familiar sounding. But then, well, now that I think about it, there are, like, celebrities that do voiceovers. Oh, there are lots of celebrities that do voiceovers. But that's, you know, that's what they're trying to do with commercials uh, is sell. You know, yeah. and so they're going to do the thing that's going to sell. But I think a lot of people, you know, probably would have hesitated to use the voice of Siri because they certainly didn't, didn't wouldn't want to step on Apple's yeah. toes at all. Yeah. <laughs> but how that. it affected my life, it ended up affecting it very positively because um, it was a, a huge life lesson. I had to kind of come to grips with the fact, I had to accept the fact that I was yeah. uh, sort of unknowingly this voice. But it's turned into a really great thing. I got two fabulous uh, agents in Los Angeles because of it, and I did hundreds of of interviews, Mm -hmm. and I started a whole new career as a speaker. Mm -hmm. So I have a Siri to thank for that. And that's probably something I never really thought about before. You know, having your voice on millions of other devices and having, like, that's because that's you, but... It's right. on like, you know, it's on a bunch of strangers' phones and you, you like people you've never even seen before and they're listening to your voice. It's something I never really thought about kind of changes my perspective on like, yeah, it's like hard to come to grips with. Well, it took, it took a while because, and, and people said, oh, did you always talk to Siri? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just say, no. And when my voice was on the iPhone, I said, no, I never, I did. I said, I talked to myself enough as it is. Thank you. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but yeah, that was very, very creepy too. Um, I was used to hearing my voice on radio and TV commercials or perhaps in, uh-huh. you know, documentaries and that kind of thing. But uh-huh. to hear my voice coming out of this little tiny computerized phone was, was just yeah. a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another question that I have for you. How has your schedule, like your process been like before you were Siri and then after? You mean the process as to how I approach doing work? Yeah. Well, the the process really hasn't changed all that much uh, because of Siri. What has changed is the voiceover business uh, entirely, mm-hmm. and it was really has been totally revolutionized because of technology. Mm-hmm. Back when I used to do tons and tons of uh, commercials. And to me, it was a lot more fun to do voiceover in this way. We would, you know, people would gather into the studio. You would all show up, you know, in person Mm -hmm. at the studio, and we'd all work together and and interact and work off each other. So that was kind of fun. Now we're all just sort of in our individual home booths and Mm -hmm. just uh, recording into the computer. And so that is the main significant difference in voiceover is that technology changed everything. And... Now, because it's so easy, you know, when I when I built my own booth, it cost me thousands of dollars, and I, you know, had to build a little thing that was kind of soundproof and then put in, you know, great equipment and have ISDN and all that kind of stuff. Now, basically, if you have a smartphone, mm-hmm. a mixer face, a good mic, and a closet, you have a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's me right now, actually. Which means that that there are a lot of people trying to get into the game. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think everyone thinks that they're going to be able to just, you know, make a demo and suddenly have this, you know, get this, you know, $100,000 national commercial right away. The thing is that the stuff that 
is most recurring is the stuff that pays the least, which is just the regular old, you know, messaging type of stuff mm-hmm. and, and incidental uh, little, well, now everything has gone non-union, you know, pretty much, mm-hmm. which is very sad. Mm-hmm. Because um, when it was union, you know, you were assured, <clears throat> excuse me, of being paid well, you got paid for residuals, mm-hmm. and uh, now that's just not happening. Um, and there's a, so much competition mm-hmm. uh Back when there used to be a structure, the director or the producer or whatever would go to your agent and say, well, this is what I'm looking for. And the agent would come uh, come back with 10 or 15 people for the client to hear. Mm. Now, uh, you know, you, you don't really know where all of the auditions are going uh, because they definitely go to more than one agent. And more often than not, they go to some of these um, voiceover uh, sites on the internet, mm-hmm. like uh, Voices.com or Voice One Two Three. So, where you might have been, you know, competing against, you know, ten or fifteen people in the past, now you're competing against hundreds. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, what that means is, the the potential client isn't going to listen to three hundred people. No way. And so, they're going to have to. It's going to have to be just kind of a random thing. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, mm-hmm. and also nowadays when you audition, they want you to de-breath your recording. And so essentially it's work. It's really work to do a, a decent audition, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have to do lots of them before you before you actually get one. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing that technology has really changed uh, as far as voiceover goes is that if, if you're a person that's a great promoter, a great marketer, You've, you're already way ahead of the game because in the past, you know, the agent took care of all that. And, you know, the Internet just pretty much killed the middleman. And uh, there are still agents and there are still wonderful agents and there are still some of the old, <laughs> the old ways of doing uh-huh. things are still in place. But now, I mean, you can really have a wonderful career for yourself if you get on some of these Internet sites. And if you're a real go-getter and a real marketer and you're willing to just work and work and work, and audition all the time, then you've got a good shot. Mm. And kind of leading on from that, what would you say is some advice to a teenager that wants to be a voice actor? Well, before all of that stuff of making a demo or uh, promoting yourself, the first thing for me that you need to do is learn the skills. It's not just good enough mm-hmm. to have an interesting voice or a quirky voice. I have a quirky <laughs> voice. I'm going to get a voiceover. And, you know, it's really nice if you can do all that stuff. That's great. But you have to learn the skills, which means you have to be able to read well. You have mm-hmm. to be articulate. Um, you want to be as versatile as possible so that you can be appropriate for as many auditions that can possibly show up in your inbox. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be skilled at what you do, which means, especially if you're going for commercials, you either need to be able to read scripts that are 15 seconds long, 30 seconds, or 60 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And so, and you also have to be able to act. It's not just reading. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to sell with your voice. You know, voice acting is just acting without the body, just the voice part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, it's not quite as simple as people think it is. Mm, it's not just like saying something in a microphone. There's like a lot of different aspects to it. Right. And, of course, as 
with a lot of different acting, of course, voiceover is going to be the complete opposite of, of acting on stage, because when you're acting on stage, you want to project. Well, if you're, if you're you know, four or five inches in front of a microphone, you are not going to want to project. Mm-hmm. You have to be more subtle mm-hmm. about how you speak. And so there are a lot of little skills, and so I always recommend to people that they um, find a good voice, voice coach. And if you can't find one locally, there are some great people in Los Angeles that will um, coach via Skype or, or just uh, via mm-hmm. phone. And what would you say is, uh, what do you say are like some traits that someone would need to be, uh, that someone would need to have to be in your profession? Well, uh, I guess what I would say is that uh, you probably shouldn't have a very thick regional accent <laughs> because <Definitely laughs> that, that is just going to limit your your prospects completely. Uh, it's great to be able to do a lot of different accents. Um, although the bulk of the work is basically just your regular, mm. you know, straight-ahead voice. So you want to develop your voice and be able to to speak a lot and not hurt yourself, so you need to figure out how to take care of your voice. But a lot of it just has to do with practicing, and you can do that on your own. Um, one of the things you can do is practice reading magazines aloud. Now, typically, if you're if you're a professional voice actor and you are getting a script that's written just for voice, hopefully that writer knows what he or she is doing and writes, you know, fairly short sentences. Mm-hmm. If you're reading in magazines, of course, that's not written to be read aloud. And mm-hmm. so you're going to have much longer sentences with commas and, you know, and so that's good practice because you need to practice reading ahead as you're reading. Uh, especially if you're going to do long-form things like any kind of narrations or audio books or something like that. You need to be able to, to read ahead a bit and see where you're, where you're going to be reading and uh, figure out how to take breaths. And, uh, yeah, there, it's, there's a little more to it than just kind of like getting up and, whoop, here I am, I'm in front of the microphone. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say are some things that you didn't expect when you first started voice acting? You know, I didn't really expect anything from it because when I got into it, you know, I'm 105 years old. So <laughs> I, I, started, I started in the late 70s. And at that point in time, nobody knew what voiceover was. I mean, um, voiceover people actually do seem to come from three places. They either come from just regular actors, you know, film or TV mm-hmm. actors, um, a music background, because having a sense of rhythm and sense of timing is, is an important thing with mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. aloud. Um, and DJs. Sometimes DJs get into voiceover as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh dear, I, I digressed and then I forgot what, what your original oh, question was. Oh, it was just was. like something that you didn't expect when you first started. Oh, exactly. And so voiceover, you know, it wasn't a career the way it is today. It wasn't something that people aspired to. Um, it was just sort of an offshoot of the acting business or DJing or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so I really didn't I didn't think of it as a career. I just thought of it as my just general career of acting and because uh, mm. I, I used to do a lot of on-camera work as well. And so I, 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 didn't, I didn't separate it and think of it as, oh, the voiceover uh, work. 
um, the way it is thought of today. Mm. And what would you say are some kind of unique things about your job that isn't others? Well, there are a lot of fun things about the job. First of all, it's, um, you know, it's usually different every day unless you are, you know, a, a straight mm-hmm. announcer and then you're basically going to be doing the same thing day in and day out. Um, and now if you really get into doing a lot of IVR work, which is what the work is called that, was, that ended up being Siri, it's called Interactive Voice uh, Response. Uh, and um, and that's 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 recurring and it pays quite well and it's uh, extremely hard to do because it's very very mm-hmm. tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are uh, you know every day is different. You do end up having a lot of free time, mm-hmm. uh, which you should probably in this day and age be using promoting yourself. So um, mm-hmm. and you get to work with some interesting people, and in many respects it can be very creative and a lot of fun. Um, the downside is that, you know, as a freelancer, you really never know where your next job is coming from, mm-hmm. for the most part. And so when you're starting off in voiceover, I recommend that you, you know, keep your day job. <laughs> <laughs> so just like a side thing that you can do and then hopefully like make it into something bigger. Yeah, yeah, just keep working on it. Mm. And how, uh, I guess, like, what do you do as a public speaker? Oh, well, um, I basically talk about, and I think I mentioned this already, I talk about uh, how Siri was, the recordings were done, and I talk about the voiceover business, and I talk about um, how Siri affected my life. But as a speaker, uh, it's been very interesting because I had to write my own script, and so that was something new. Uh, As a voiceover person, you're usually just reading someone else's words, and... Mm -hmm. uh, they're not usually encouraging you to try to make any changes mm-hmm. <laughs> there. So the speaker thing is kind of neat because I get to create it entirely my, myself. And um, it's, you know, there's not a question of having to project because of, of I'm still using a microphone, but I'm using it just, you know, standing up and walking mm-hmm. around instead of uh, being uh, static in my mm-hmm. own booth. So last question that I wanted to ask you is what, does the future look like? Like, what do you want to do or just continue doing? Well, I really love all the all of the things that I do, and so I just um, I'm happy just doing more of all of that. Uh, my husband and I have a band um, together, and I enjoy singing in that and playing keyboard and key bass, and so that's really fun. I love mm-hmm. doing voiceover work. Um, it's getting harder and harder to do because of the competition. Mm. Um, and the fact that I've been doing this for so many years, I'm no longer mm. the new guy. You know, it's, everybody's always looking for the new guy. Um, so that's very encouraging for your teenage friends who are trying to get into the <laughs> business because, <laughs> you know, that's a very positive thing on, on your end. Uh-huh. Uh, and I would always also just like to do lots, lots more uh, speaker events because everyone is different, and each one I customize each you know, a presentation for, for the audience that I'm going to be speaking to. And so it, it keeps me busy and it keeps my mind working and it keeps me being a, a bit creative. So, um, you know, more, more, more. That's what I want. Mm. <laughs> more of all of it. <laughs> okay. And this is just like a funny, I guess, like silly little question. Uh, what is the most, like, coolest thing that you've gotten to be able to do as a result of being the voice of Siri? Oh boy, that it's have to be. 
I think there would be two things that would be competing for for uh, top billing on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, I had a chance to be at a tech conference and work with Steve Wozniak. If you're not familiar with that name, he was Steve Jobs' partner, and he's the man who actually built the first Apple computers. Mm. And so he acknowledged me as being Siri, and that was very cool, and I got to work with him on stage. So that was that was a big uh, plus. The other thing was I got to do a speaker event in Croatia. Croatia. Who would have thought? Well. <laughs> yeah, and so it turned into kind of a, a little vacation for my husband and myself, and, uh, yeah, I did a little 45-minute um, PowerPoint presentation for people in Croatia, and they loved it. And uh, we had a fabulous time. So those were, those were two, uh, two very memorable uh, parts of, of my career so far. Mm. Well, uh, I don't have any more questions, and I definitely learned a lot about voice acting. It's something that you hear all the time on the radio and things like that, but you don't really think about the people that actually are doing the work for their voices. And I want to thank you, Susan, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, Oh, you're most welcome. Yeah. I mean, I was really interested in, you know, just like the inner workings of what it takes to be a voice actor. And you definitely like answered all my questions in like great detail. So I really want to thank you for doing it. Beautiful. (laughs) Bonus, right? (laughs) You know, something that, you know, I learned was that there's a lot more competition these days because of the, you know, because of technology and how things have changed. And something that I've never really thought about, you know, there's a lot more people that are starting to do it. And just the dichotomy between how it was like in the past doing voice work and then doing it now. You know, there's a yeah, it really is. Uh, you you really can say it's night and day. I mean, the the way the ba- the way the business is done is just completely different, and it's not that it's bad. It's just different, mm-hmm. and uh, so you just have to you have to prepare yourself and and uh, and as I say, I think as a voiceover, as a voice actor, you have to take it upon yourself a little bit more than we had to in the past to promote yourself. Mm. And, uh, but then there's a lot of ways to do that, too, mm. also because of technology. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know- well, anyway, I do have, um, I would like to say this, uh, I do have a voiceover uh, advice doc that I put together that I would be happy to email um, oh, yeah. people who are listening. And all you have to do is go onto my uh, website, which is susancbennett.com, and it's B-E-N-N. ETT, and you can get my email there. And uh, only people who are really, really interested, um, please, you know. But if you really are interested in getting into voiceover work, uh, email me, and I will send you that doc that I put together, which will hopefully, hopefully, have some advice that can help you out. Yeah, definitely reach out to Susan. She's really helpful, and she definitely knows a she definitely knows a lot about voices and like just how to work with your voice so definitely just go check her uh check her website out um and, beautiful yeah. and hire siri to come yeah. and speak at your school yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well i don't have anything else to say uh just want to say thank you and you know i really appreciate you just taking the time out of your day to do this I definitely Absolutely. And, well, I'm glad it worked out because yeah. uh, I think you're getting kind of busy now that spring is, is, is coming. A uh, lot, lot of things are cropping up. That's why I had kind of a crazy day today, a lot of last-minute things going on. So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for doing this. Well, you're, you're most welcome, and uh, good luck with everything. And that was the interview with Susan Bennett. I hope you learned a lot from this one. I learned a lot. I, didn't, I definitely did not know that much about voice work. And just after talking to her, it really made me realize that it's changed and the industry has changed. Technology has changed so many industries, voice acting included. And um, I definitely did not know anything at all about voice work. But after talking to her, you know, she's such an amazing person to talk to. So nice. She's so knowledgeable in what she's talking about and so funny too. So I just want to say thank you, Susan, for doing this. I really appreciate it. And thank you to you for listening to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Other than that, uh, I just want to say follow my Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast or Twitter at Major Jobs Pod. And other than that, I don't really have anything else to say. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.